0: And now, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, uh, it is Matt Mosley, and it is good to be with you. Lots of breaking news today. We'll get to some Baylor stuff. Uh, Kevin Longquist joining us now from Rivals.com. You can read a lot of his stuff at Sikkim Sports. And uh, there's always some late-breaking information. And I love the, the some of the stuff coming out of Capel. Uh, Kevin, we'll get into that. But I did see your alma mater, SMU, had some interesting news earlier today. Rhett Lashley, the new coach over there, has some kind of new thing he puts out when they get a recruit. And it has some sound effects to it, which are fine. Um, <laughs> and it's it's some kind of Dallas-branded thing that, that they were doing under Sonny as well. So he's kind of kept that thing going. But now, I thought that was interesting. A a kid from Garland, I think that was a Lakeview Centennial, uh, who had gone to Alabama and he's transferring to SMU. Kevin, as I recall, this was a pretty big-time recruit back in the day.
1: Yeah, Kamara Wheaton uh, was one of uh, of the most highly uh, touted uh, recruits of uh, that class. Uh, Dynamic runner, had all the skills that you would want from a running back who was, again, when you're going to Alabama to play there, or at least that's when you sign there. I mean, there's a reason why they think you're good enough to play there, but Didn't work out for him. I know he had some uh, knee issues there for a while. And uh, I think there were some family issues going on with him as well, which is why he came back to DFW. And it sounded like SMU did a really good job of uh, creating that relationship with him. And uh, I guess he announced this afternoon. I didn't see what Rhett's tweet was, uh, but it's a big pickup for them. I would assume that he'll probably get on campus in the summer and then uh, will be available in the fall once they get the season underway. All
0: right, now I like this thing you all did. Rivals had a big camp showcase-type event, and um, and I, I'm i going to attend one of these things with you. I think you would hate that because I'd be pestering you <laughs> up in the stands when you're trying to talk to people. You landed some exclusives, some one on one so people that want to sign up for that, uh, Kevin, a lot of people hear you uh, on our show. I want to give you a chance to plug your information there. What's the easiest way? In the most cost-efficient way to sign up and get all this kind of behind-the-scenes information, I'm a member, and I'm a, obviously I pay for the premium information. How can others do that, Kevin?
1: Well, basically, what you do is you uh, log on to you just go. You can either go to sicemsports.com, s-i-c-e-m sports.com, or you can go to baylor.rivals.com, and then you can put together a. You can go to the log the sign up. Uh, icon at the top right of the uh, homepage there. It's basically uh, $9.99 a month. I like to use the example if you go to Subway and buy a six-inch sandwich with a potato chips and a drink, that's basically what you're paying for once a month uh, on this. And so it's uh, it's a really great deal. We've got some things that we've got coming up here in the next couple of weeks, uh, but we want to have folks just take a look at the content that we have. You mentioned we had exclusive one-on-one with Quarterback commit Austin Nova said. We also had a pretty good one on one with uh, Mikhail uh, Harrison Pilot, the extraordinary talent, rivals uh, number 87 out of Temple, who was there. Got a couple of other uh, video interviews coming up as well later on. And great content with some other uh, targets that are coming up uh, that we had exclusive uh, discussions with uh, at the camp on Sunday. So it was a great opportunity for us to catch up and kind of see where Baylor is. We had some really good information. Uh, that was on the site on Monday, talking about where Baylor stood with some of these top recruits. So we invite everyone to give us yeah. a look, see what you, see what you think about all that, and uh, uh, and just check us out. Like I said, it's only nine ninety nine a month, and so it's basically uh, the cost of one sandwich and a pot- order of potato chips and a drink, and that's it.
0: A sandwich from Schmaltz is the greatest. <laughs> the greatest sandwich shop in all of uh, Central Texas, I'm sure you're talking about. Okay, so tell me a little bit, and, and I know you. I won't spoil everything. There's a lot of stuff behind the pay site. But you having now been around uh, Nova said, uh a, a fair amount and then getting to see him throw on what was, uh, I believe you and the analysts have noted it was a very windy day, which isn't a shocker for Texas that time of year, uh, Nova said when he's out there, and you're watching these different quarterbacks, you're seeing the ball zip out of there. Uh, what does he? Is he standing out above the rest? What? What is he? Uh, what can you share with us? First of all, how he looks throwing the football. Second of all, what he's like as a as a kid. You know, visiting with him.
1: Well, let's start with the second one first. Uh, when visiting with him, very down to earth. Uh, knows who he is. Appreciates where he's at and what he's done to get to this moment where we have him ranked as a four-star recruit. And, uh, you know, he just understands what he has to do. And I, I think that's – I would call him kind of a – you know, he will be vocal when he needs to, but he, like, but he likes to lead by example. But he's got a good head on his shoulders, Matt. And that was one of the things that stuck out to me when I was talking with him pretty much throughout the day, if you will. I mean, once he got there around 1130 in the morning on Sunday and I would visit with him here and there in between drills or – stations or things like that. And then when we obviously got the opportunity to visit with them one-on-one, those are the impressions that I came with, came away with, because that's actually the first time I've had a chance to really watch them in person. And then as far as the, the skill set is concerned, uh, the one thing that stands out to me is that, uh, you know, all the skills, all the mechanics are there, keeps the elbow up, always looks downfield. And of course, when you are in something like this, you're not going to have you know, you're only going to have the one-on-one coverage when it comes to that, that drill. But for the most part, I mean, he was putting he was putting mustard on it. I think his release is really quick. That's one thing. Footwork is solid because you've got to have a good foundation if you're going to be able to deliver the football. You've got to have your you know your plant foot set and then obviously drive the football when you're doing that. And what I came away with from watching him, especially when the throws that were going into the south part of the field, which is where you know, he's throwing against the wind at that point, is that he was cutting those things on the uh, through the teeth of the wind. And those things were on a line there and those were probably the most impressive throws. I mean anyone can throw when you got the wind at your back. That makes a big difference. But, you know, there there were some stations where he was actually having to throw probably at about the thirty five yard line in a couple of those areas where he was throwing against the wind and he was still putting it right through it. And that kind of shows you his arm strength. And I'll say this finally is that He's kind of got the body where he's very slender, but once he gets into a Division One strength and conditioning program like Baylor's, it's going to be fun to watch his physique evolve over the time that he goes through Baylor.
0: Yeah, I would say uh, I, I think he does have a, a good frame, and he'll be able to put some uh... – Put some muscle on there and, and the ball. I don't know if you were out there taking these videos or, or somebody else was and you were forwarding them, but it was pretty good videos. Uh, I, I kind of like your work there. Uh, Kevin, I'm sure you were given the the special rivals access. Having uh, <laughs> be, do, do any of your so-called rivals from these other sites, are they allowed to attend these things, or is it sort of a private type thing only reserved for the people that work for rivals?
1: It is mostly for the the writers that cover all the teams at the Rivals Network. So I was there along with my colleagues from Texas and OU, Texas A&M, you know, that sort of thing. Those folks were all there uh, talking to exclusive targets at Baylor, Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A&M. We're talking to that sort of thing. So, yeah, the, all the, the, the publishers of those respective sites, including me, were there uh, watching okay. these kids go through the day.
0: I did get reports of uh... – of, of a young man by the last name of Etheridge driving a truck around the uh, around the uh, football field trying to see into some of the practice. okay I just wanted to report that to you.
1: Okay, sure, that's fine.
0: Uh, the, 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 the Also talking to Kevin Longquist, our rivals expert about the other day, the, these running backs intrigued me. There was a 2024 kid and then a 2023 Baylor target. Now you don't have to tell me everything. Because again, you can read about this as Kevin was talking about. But this Marquise Collins, you put this out, you know, on Twitter. So this is out there for everyone to see. Sure. Man, you talk about lean this this guy and and just i'm just looking at a still photograph so i can't tell much but uh he is uh he's kind of a lean looking athlete that could almost look like a a wide receiver is that a decent uh description of him and and what kind of tell us a little bit about his background and and what folks are saying about him
1: yeah and mark uh, that's Marquise collins uh, excuse me marquis collins at a college station uh, he recently put baylor in his top eight and obviously you know, it's one of those things with Baylor where, you know, he, he has all the dimensions that you would look for. And I think the question for Baylor is going to be is, do they want to take one or two running backs? I think that's going to be really interesting as to how this all breaks down. The uh, And, you know, thousand-yard rusher, College Station had a tremendous season last year. Uh, what I liked about him most of all, is, especially with running backs, I kind of have him looking like a little bit like Tristan Ebner, you've got to be able to catch the football out of the back, of which is what I think he can do. And he showed that a little bit, especially in some drills. You know what I also liked is that we actually had a drill that afternoon where running backs were going against linebackers trying to block them. And that's something that I've not seen in recent years where we've done that. But in this day and age, running backs have to show that they can block and they can pick up blitzers and that sort of thing. And Marquise actually did a pretty good job on this. Now, to your point on the 2024 running back, that was Nathaniel Palmer out of Decatur, a kid that's been down to Baylor a couple of times, really like him. Uh, he's got several offers, Notre Dame being one of those, Oklahoma State being, being another one as well. Uh, and he's a kid that I think really has, you know, the sky's the limit for him. I mean, I, had a, I, I tweeted out a picture of those two standing together. They just happened to be standing next to each other talking when I got the picture of them and sent it out on Sunday. Um, but it would be kind of fascinating to see if both of them wind up coming to Baylor uh, over the next couple of years because those are two really dynamic running backs.
0: All right. I'm, I'm enjoying. You got some good photos out there defensive linemen, uh, some big time defensive linemen. The uh, defensive back, uh, Tayshawn Wilson, is also somebody. And. I mean, these guys do not look like they—they they, some of these guys are 2023, so it's not that far ahead of them showing up. But uh, uh, they appear to be big-time athletes. And uh, and as you were saying, there was some there was some interview you did, and you were encouraging people to watch it for something that happens with uh, this tight end Hawkins Polly. So I'll tease yeah. that because people might. Yeah. Uh, Enjoy uh, watching that, and uh, it sounds like you can you can learn something about uh, Hawkins Polly. Now, it, it, can you tell – I always like it when you tell me um, the, the staff members at Baylor, for instance, uh, some of that has changed a little bit with Joey leaving, some Baylor coaches leaving with him. Uh, does it seem like Juice, the man they call Juice, Justin Johnson, um, the uh, Baylor running back's coach, uh, uh, Dennis Johnson the D-line coach I mean who who's standing out to you right now as far as give me two or three guys this uh, the Baylor staff that you think is really really doing a great job connecting with recruits
1: well I think you know I think you mentioned juice and he's done a really good job of just creating that vibe uh, with the running backs I think uh, Kevin Curtis the defensive backs coach has done a, an excellent job of connecting with you know, guys like Tayshawn Wilson, who is, as you mentioned, you know, he's a guy that I think maybe a couple months ago that folks might have felt like Baylor's chances were a little bit iffy. But the fact that, you know, Tayshaun was down at practice uh, on, on Saturday to check out that scrimmage was a really big thing there. And the fact that, you know, you guys you get a four-star kid like Jalen Braxton coming down the week before as well, that's really huge. I've mentioned this before, Matt, maybe to you on, on previous uh, appearances on your show is the fact that Baylor is in a position where it is recruiting a different type and a higher rated type of recruit than it has, even as, even as recently as maybe three years ago. Why? Well, it obviously helps when you go 12 and two, win the big 12 championship, win the sugar bowl. Um, and the fact that you have an opportunity to sell a defense that is really as, as good as this group is, I think that's really important that they can sell that. And of course, Dave Aranda's reputation nationally, because of what he did previously at Wisconsin and then what he did at LSU, leading them to the net or helping them be a part of that 2019 national championship team. And then, of course, what happened last year in his second season all kind of recruits itself. It sells what he can do and what defensive players, what, you know, really good defensive players, are like if I want a chance to get to the NFL. This is a guy I really want to learn more about him and see how he can help me develop as a great player and then perhaps have a chance to get to the National Football League. Uh, that's where you're seeing guys like, you know, look no further than the 2021 team or a guy like Jalen Petrie, even though Dave didn't recruit him originally, of course. But Dave took his game to the next level over the 2020 and 2021 season toward Jalen's a borderline first round pick
0: yeah i think those are great points and plus we've been passing the plate in in our baptist churches the nil collective i think that's going to help <laughs> as we get that yeah. thing up and running so uh, i don't think we can compete with a&m in texas but uh, we certainly can on the field and, and continue to show that kevin always fun catching up with you congratulations on the success of that Coppell showcase event and uh i uh, I'll show up at some point, and uh, I'll—I uh, I really like to get in there and, and uh, share some of my opinions on these uh, on these youngsters. So look forward to the day we can do that, Kevin. And I look forward to seeing you at the Baylor spring game coming up on the twenty-third.
1: Thanks for the warning, Matt. I'm no, just kidding. Have a great day. Good to be with you again. Okay. All
0: right. All right. There he goes, Kevin Longquist, longtime sports writer and a recruiting expert who loves to kind of dig in and see how all these kids are doing 2024, 23, 25. We're even looking at 2026 players now with some of these young quarterbacks. Unbelievable.